Hello. Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, uh, welcome to Counting Cryptids. A little earlier than uh, we're used to recording. But not for you. I'm Jacob. That's Connor. And you're at the same place you were two weeks ago on Thursday. Now you're here. All right. Welcome. Uh, so episode two, episode 14, season two. Yes. Uh, before we get into this one, uh, I guess we're talking about like Nordic aliens, Pleiadians, Plagerians. Pl- pl- Plagerians? Jesus Christ, that one's going to be hard to say. Plagerians. Okay. Uh, before we get into this, we just posted a poll over on Instagram. We did. What is Le Poll? The poll. Do you think extraterrestrials could look like humans? Okay. As in, would they take the same general. Yeah, like, no humans. Not, well, I mean, we're not, like, just, like, humanoid in general. Like, it is, like, the same appearance as a human. So we'll we'll check back in on that at the end of the episode and see what everybody has to say. Uh, also, one last thing. Uh, we we set up a Public page. Yeah! A lot of people have been asking for t-shirts and merch and stuff, so a uh, link to that will be in the description. If you want to just click that, head over. If you want to buy something, go ahead and do that. Appreciate you. A lot of people already have, so thanks to you. Uh, also, I just got in a boatload of stuff, some art from Brandy. Oh yeah, at uh, Red Fox Ginger Studio. Yeah, link. We'll link uh, that one in the description as well. And I'll post pictures as soon as I get them framed. But there's like ten pieces, and yeah, I'm not very good at framing things. Just probably go to the store and slap them in some glass. Is that is that how you do that? Yeah, you can just buy frames. Wow. Yeah, then you would, like, place the photo into the frame. Can we make a YouTube video of how to frame? <laughs> a tutorial video of how to put something in a frame and just make it the most posters. basic framing ever? It's not even, like... Yeah. Barely just, a yeah, line. Yeah, like, you just, like, put it in the frame and then, like, hang it on the on wall. On pre-existing nail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, God forbid you get out a hammer, you're going to hurt yourself. Yep. All right, let's get on with it. Uh, Again, another extraterrestrial. You're sensing a a theme. Oh, my goodness. We've made it to three. Okay, so the the Nordic name stems from just the resemblance to Scandinavians in general. I guess they just look like really, really ridiculously good-looking people. I don't... don't, uh, um, Everybody knows that. The... Pleiadians uh, stems from the Pleiades star cluster, which is, I guess, where they are from. Also, shout out to the Subaru owners out there. I don't get that. I saw that in your notes, and I don't. I, it's over my head. The logo is the star cluster. Oh, hmm. Conspiracies arise. <laughs> my God, what do the Japanese know? Uh, oh, Pleiadians. They <laughs> they do sometimes look Asian. That is that is a feature that will come up uh, momentarily, I believe. So, typically, kind-hearted, spirited, spiritually advanced creatures who quote exist on a higher metaphysical dimension than ours. Um, oh. Generally, their purpose or mission on Earth is of goodwill. They're not like Malicious ill-intentioned. Or, yeah, yeah, they they appear to be trying to help in most instances. That's good. Yeah, always always like a a helping hand. Bunch of, bunch of G's. Out there in space, got her back. Uh, so again, obviously humanoid. I guess just b- 
better looking versions of us, but whoever wrote that definitely hasn't seen Connor or myself. Uh, very, very white skin and hair, like albino appearance. Pretty close. Pretty uh, fucking close. I saw... Wait, albino? What? I'm pretty close to albino. Oh, no, I was just saying that we were very good looking oh, and better looking than everybody else. Was was the implication that went way own. over your head. Uh, yes, albino. Um, again, I am also very white. I also saw many reports that they have a, quote, Asian appearance. Right. Yeah, weird. Um, usually in very good shape, and the females are known to be extra thick with two Cs. Um, extra thick. <laughs> it said some shit about that in there, too. I was like, what? Okay. God damn it. I mean, I didn't say it that way. I, I did it that way. Oh, no, autocorrect had fucking CK. <laughs> Embarrassing. Uh, generally straight, again, white hair, and typically no beard no or facial, facial hair, hair whatsoever. I feel like I've seen a Plea- Pleiadian with, like, a, a white beard. I think an elder. Was it Santa? It could have been Santa. <laughs> Fuck. Who's to say he's not? He seems like a, you know, a nice guy. To revisit this theory in uh, four months. That's okay. So this one is also here. I am very unsure how this information was acquired. I did not see any autopsy information or anything like that, but we got some details yeah, there's here. Some, so, there's some very specific details coming up uh, here. That I'm in regards like, uh... to its digestive system, uh, so they like eat the same way that we do with our mouths, and then the food is broken down in their version of the stomach, which is similar but somehow different. Uh, it's then, quote, transported through millions of capillaries to the skin since Pleiadians accomplish excretion through their pores. Poop sweat. One, how do you know this? Poop sweat, Connor. Two, that's disgusting. It's okay. No need to fear. Their clothing converts their waste into lubricant. Oh, thank goodness. I'm not sure why they need to be lubed up at all times, but maybe Uh, that's the key to being so beautiful. Slimy poop sweat. Uh, I'll pass. Uh, I guess they do have intestines, but they are vestigial. uh, And I guess six to eight feet shorter than in humans. And they refuse to eat meat. Okay. Uh, I don't... (laughs) I get no idea where this information is this coming from. This is the lifestyle that weird. I am trying to achieve. Uh, their skeletons are comprised of more cartilage than bone, making them less likely to break, but providing less protection to vital organs. Uh, their frontal lobes in their brain are enlarged to give them a, quote, better sense of intuition, while the rear lobes are more developed as well for multidimensional visualizations. Their rear lobes... I don't even think that's like an actual terminology for brain stuff. I'm not really a hundred percent certain, but maybe it is. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Again, I'm just. I'm reading things and reporting them to you. So I don't know if you want to do this part. They is some sort of like relation to humanity from these. Uh, okay. I guess we have to talk about the Lyrians for that. I think is how you say that. Lyrians. Lyrans? Lyrans? Sure. Go with that. The Lyrans? Uh, the Lyrans, straight from the soulmatrix.com. Yeet. God, that sounds so 70s. I want a disco. Soul Matrix. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get some funky music here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, quote, the Lyrans are primarily a feline humanoid race. They have a, long, a very long history with the Earth. Um, other species exist in Lyra and have made contact with humanity. Uh, this feline Lyran race helped with the seeding of various species, and most importantly, from our point of view, contributed contributed to the seeding of the human race. 
Byron's also ceded to Pleiades, Vega, Orion, and Cirrus. Some of these Lyran colonists made contact here during the Lemurian and Atlantean periods, um, which I actually didn't do a lot of research on, but I did do a little bit of research on Atlantis and Lemuria. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. I got like the Wikipedia description. Yeah. So we could have an idea of that. Do you want to do that now? Okay, go for it. Okay, while we're talking about it. Uh, so most people know what Atlantis is. Um, according to Plato, Atlantis lay beyond the Pillars of Hercules, um, generally assumed to be the Rock of Gibraltar and Jebel Musa, which would presumably place the island in the Atlantic Ocean. Plato claimed that Atlantis was an important naval power around 9,000 years before his time and that it had attempted to invade the eastern Mediterranean, including Greece and Egypt. Sadly, the island suffered some sort of catastrophic and catastrophe and was swallowed by the sea in a single day. Present day, historians universally regard Pluto, Pluto's, Plato's claims about Atlantis as literary fiction. Over the years, Atlantis went from a cautionary tale about hubris to a legendary land of ancient high technology and whizzy powers and ultimately a beloved meme of spirituality, theosophy, and eventually the New Age movement. Straight from the wiki. It's going to be some more New Agey shit in a little bit, too. Yeah, some more. It's very New Agey. And Lemuria, similar lost city, continent. Oh, really? Um, Lemuria is non-existent, according to Wikipedia. Lost continent in the Indian Ocean originated as a 19th century scientific hypothesis trying to explain the distribution of some animals, or some mammals, I guess. But purveyors of Wu later appropriated the notion, apparently each... Major ocean needs a sunken continent. Um, Plate tectonics and continental drift made the original scientific hypothesis obsolete as an occult meme. However, Lemuria will likely continue to exist until Homo sapiens become extinct, though it lags in popularity behind Atlantis. Again, from the wiki. I guess uh, I I am less familiar with Lemuria. Same. Uh, both are super cool ideas. I always like the Atlantis story. The, you know, the lost just... city. Yeah. Ancient cities in general. Some cool shit. Some uh, Graham Hancock type shit. <laughs> Big fan. Back to the soulmatrix.com. Yes. Uh, one of the great strengths of Lyran civilization was its pioneering spirit. Uh, in Captain Kirk fashion, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Because of this, they have encountered many challenges in their journeys along around the galaxy and have known many wars. Whereas the Larens were pioneers of time and space, their colony on Vega, increasingly over time, were more concerned with exploring the inner planes of reality. The vegans... Vegans? Vegans? It's probably vegans, but it's spelled the same as vegans, right? I would say vegans, but I'm just going to say vegans because it's funnier. They don't eat meat. Okay. So new agey. (laughs) The vegans have visited the Earth many times in our history and gifted... To humanity, much of our Earth-based spirituality. Vegans? Uh, No, I'm going back to vegans. I don't like it when it's (laughs) vegans. I like it when it's vegans. Uh, After a long and challenging cycle of evolution, many Lyrans have moved beyond polarity into a more unified consciousness. They have resolved a dilemma of duality consciousness and realized that the inner and outer are but mere reflections of one reality. They have learned to appreciate and honor both. There is a lot of shit on this 
that's uh oh, where did I put it? Like talking about like sixth dimension and ninth dimension shit, and I, if I'm being honest, I check out when I see that shit. Like, I, I, it's 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 very confusing to me to the point where like I literally just like done, just just fucking shut off. I'm next. out. Just done. Just I, I like the the idea of different existential planes. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, but not to a religiously extent but it's also it's also like they could coincide it's just it's it's interesting yeah i wish i understood more of it and i mean there's only so much i could understand i'm sure most people in the world i don't think anybody in the world knows exactly what's going on obviously all right fuck it i'm just gonna i'm gonna talk about uh ashtar sharan Okay, I've got a few things about him as well. Okay, so uh, from Helistar.com, mm-hmm. uh, Ashtar Sharan is an alien who has been in telepathic contact with many people since the early 1950s to predict a serious event related to atomic testing. The danger would be the bomb development around the hydrogen that is called by Ashtar the life-giving element. Because the large number of people who say they have been in contact with him since the 50s and the New Age nature beliefs that surround it, there are a lot of contradictory information about Ashtar. Some common elements can, however, be identified. Ashtar, now generally referred to as Ashtar Sharan, is a commander in an extraterrestrial organization that aims to warn humanity of future disaster that it will cause since the 1950s. It seems commonly accepted that if Ashtar has a physical appearance, he looks like a human being and more particularly a Nordic-type extraterrestrial. Tall, blue eyes, blonde hair. According to UFO fandom, Ashtar as a single entity was first revealed by George Van Tassel through channeling on the 18th of July, 1952. After the Ashtar Command as a collective was channeled to Robert Short in the same year, it was determined that Ashtar is the command leader. Tassel and Short promoted the Ashtar Command movement at Giant Rock Spacecraft Convention from 1953 to 1977. Beginning with 14 years of influence, lots of channelers claim to be channeling Ashtar Sharan. Ashtar is often described as Nordic. Already talked about that. Ashtar's message is always apocalyptic. A large disaster about to happen. The role of the people contacted are to warn the world. Only the most enlightened will survive and enter the age of Aquarius. Oh. <clears throat> so the first communication of Ashtar, again from this uh, heli star, it was uh, July 18th, 1952. I have the... the transcribed what 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 was said so some of this is going to be kind of fucking weird because i'm i'm reading what somebody channeled from an extraterrestrial allegedly and then typed and put it on the internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, i'm gonna do my Good best luck. here there's some weird ass names and shit in here too so uh apologize in advance greetings sean beings i greet you in love and peace my identity is ashtar quadar sector commander shea patrol station all projections, all waves. By the Council of the Seven Lights, you have been brought here, inspired by the inner light to help your neighbor. You are mortal, and other mortals can't understand only what their neighbor can understand. The purpose of this organization is, in a sense, to protect humanity against itself. A few years ago, your nuclear physicist opened the Book of Knowledge. 
They discovered how to explode the atom. As disgusting as the results were, were that this force was used for destruction is nothing compared to what could be. We are not worried about your plutonium and uranium-235 explosion. We are concerned about their attempt to blow up the hydrogen element. This element is life-giving, as are the five other elements in the air that you breathe, in the water that you drink, in the composition of your physical self. This life-giving substance, hydrogen, is found on much of your material planet. Their, their efforts in the scientific field have been so successful that not content to the rest of the laurels of the power beyond their used, not content with the destruction of an entire city in one fell swoop, they want to have something more destructive. They got it. When they blow up the hydrogen atom, they will destroy life on this planet. They play with a formula they do not understand. They destroy the life-giving element of creative intelligence. Our message to you is this. You will give your government all of the information we have given you. You will ask that your government immediately contacts all other nations of Earth, regardless of the political situation. Many of your physicists whose inner perception is developed have refused to have anything to do with the explosion of the hydrogen atom. The explosion of the atom of inert substance and that of a living substance are two different things. We are not worried about man's desire to continue the war on this planet. We are worried by their deliberate determinations to annihilate humanity and reduce this planet to ashes. Your materialists will not agree with our attempt to warn humanity. Rest assured that they will not... That that they will stop exploding life-giving atoms or we will eliminate all projects related to that. Our missions are peaceful, but this problem has already occurred in the past in the solar system and the planet, and the planet Lucifer have been reduced to pieces. The governments of the planet Sean have admitted that we have a superior intelligence. They must also admit that we are a higher authority than theirs. We have the formula they would like to use. It is not designed for destruction. Your goal here has been to develop receptivity, receptivity, receptivity so that we can communicate with your planet because by attraction of atoms of light substance, we patrol your universe. To your government and your people and through them to all governments and peoples on Sean's planet, accept this warning as a blessing for humanity to survive. My light, we will stay in touch here at this cone of receptivity. My love, I am Ashtar. Hmm. <sighs> I I like the the ideas. Ultimately, yes. Like, like not not uh, bad. It's it's well, the weird part about it is like I don't. You can keep doing war. You can keep blowing shit up. Just don't do this one. This one's gonna cause a problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Right. But like when they was it. That one, that A bomb, when they set it off, they didn't know if it would stop. Yeah, they thought it would just, just keep like keep blowing up going. the atmosphere, <laughs> just burn all of the air. Yeah, that's actually terrifying. Actually horrifying. Just disregard that fact. I think it, they're like they're like yeah, if it's like like a, a ridiculous percentage, if it was like possible, like they were like they were they were gonna do it regardless, and it was like. 60 percent making this up i have no idea but yeah. i feel like it was like the percentage of it actually blowing up that was pretty large for 
like they were more certain that, that they were. Oh my yeah. god! They're like it's it, it. I think it's just gonna keep going, man. Like it really could just take the whole atmosphere with it. That's crazy. And but we still it fucking didn't. did it. God damn, dude, that's so messed up. I, I was trying to see while you're looking there how many times we've like blown up a hydrogen atom, specifically a, a bomb. I don't know if they collide hydrogen atoms in like CERN and stuff. I assume not, because you know, sounds dangerous. Yeah. But I, I I want to save this for another episode because I was been reading about CERN firing up this large hydron collider and creating a black hole. And since 2012, we've shifted into another reality. Have you heard? Have you heard this hypothesis? I believe so. Not like in depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I was reading a little bit more in depth the surface. other day. So pretty interested uh, by it. Of course, it happened in 2012 when the world ended. Mm-hmm. Just as the Mayans predicted. But yeah, I couldn't find like when was the most recent bomb. Yeah, I don't know. We did it regardless. Like, so now I had to talk about the Southern Television broadcast interruption. Uh, so this one comes from historicmysteries.com, dot com, uh, the voice of Virilion. So a little mm-hmm. after five p.m. on Saturday, twenty sixth November, nineteen seventy seven, the transmission of the local UK television station Southern News Bulletin made worldwide headlines when it was overridden by an external broadcast from an individual claiming to represent the Ashtar Galactic Command. Newscaster Andrew Gardner recited the day's events in Rhodesia, now Zimbabwe. The scheduled bulletin began to break up and an eerie broadcast took over in its stead. The Independent Broadcasting Authority, engineers based in Croydon, Surrey, had no idea that their regularly scheduled news bulletin had been hacked by an outside source. This rogue signal was also oblivious to the main transmitter located in Southampton. The only people who were aware of something bizarre taking place were the viewers themselves. Some panicked while others were unmoved. The video feed remained intact, but the audio was suppressed by a spokesman identifying himself as Vrillion. His six-minute message went as follows. Do you want to read it? I could read it, yeah, I was just watching the video. So it looks like it, like, distorts the image a bit. It could just be the YouTube video doing I, that. I believe it actually did kind it, of skew the picture okay. a little bit, and then it was, but, like, it, the picture did remain there. I'm yeah. uncertain if to what that extent is, of, like, actually what it showed. Obviously, there wasn't text on, on yeah, top exactly. of it. Yeah, exactly, so... so <clears throat> can't take this for word for word. Uh, but the text thing, says... But, yes, the text says, This is the voice of Rillian. A representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command speaking to you. For many years you have seen us as lights in the skies. We speak to you now in peace and wisdom as we have done to your brothers and sisters all over this, your planet Earth. We come to warn you of the destiny of your race and your world so that you may communicate to your fellow beings that the course you must take to avoid the disaster which threatens your world and the beings on our worlds around you This is in order that you may share in the Great Awakening as the planet passes into the New Age of Aquarius. The New Age can be a time of great peace and evolution for your race, but only if your rulers are made aware of the evil forces that can overshadow their judgments. Be still now and listen, for your chance may not come again. All your weapons of evil must be removed. This time for conflict is now past, and the race of which you are a part may proceed to the higher stages of its evolution if you show yourselves worthy to do this. You have but a short time to learn to live together in peace and goodwill. 
Small groups all over the planet are learning this and exist to pass on the light of the dawning new age to you all. You are free to accept or reject their teachings, but only those who learn to live in peace will pass to the higher realms of spiritual evolution. Hear now the voice of Rillin, a representative of the Ashtar Galactic Command speaking to you. Be aware that there are many false prophets and guides operating in your world. They will suck your energy from you, the energy you call money, and will put it to evil ends and give you worthless dross in return. Your inner divine self will protect you from this. You must learn to be sensitive to the voice within that can tell you what is truth and what is confusion, chaos, and untruth. Learn to listen to the voice of truth which is within you and you will lead yourselves onto the path of evolution. This is our message to our dear friends. We have watched you growing for many years as you too have watched our lights in the sky. You know now that we are here and that there are more beings on and around your earth than your scientists admit. We are deeply concerned with you and your path towards the light and will do all we can to help you. Have no fear. Seek only to know yourselves and live in harmony with the ways of your planet Earth. We are the Ashtar Galactic Command. Thank you for your attention. We are now leaving the plane of your existence. May you be blessed with, by the supreme love and truth of the cosmos. So now they're just like, yeah, I don't want you to be at war in, in general. It kind of seems chill. like just, again, the the message is nice, but like, it's weird. Also, it took over a news. Yeah. So since the broadcast, uh, there has been many others who come forth claiming that they're channeling Ashtar and the Ashtar Command, uh, Thelma B. Terrell, uh in the early 80s, and then Yvonne Cole. Uh, but I guess, real quick, that the way that the station uh, was broadcasting left it susceptible to being like hacked. Oh. At the time, the transmitter rebroadcast an off-air signal received from another transmitter, the Independent Broadcast Authority, uh, rather than being directly via landline. This left it quite vulnerable to intrusion using only a, quote, low-powered transmission very close to the rebroadcast receiver could overwhelm its reception of the intended signal, resulting in the unauthorized transmission being amplified and rebroadcast across far wider area. The IBA claimed that in order to do this, a considerable amount of technical know-how. The individual responsible for this was never discovered. Seems pretty easy, honestly, if you know what you're doing. I don't know a whole lot about that, but I feel but it like it seems you weird it... that you would know what you were doing. I don't know. I mean, I feel 1977 like ham like... radio enthusiasts could probably you <sighs> know, figure that kind of out. Like <laughs> you're suppose. just putting audio over the same wavelength as you are the video. You just need to. You just have to be closer to the receiver and broadcasting on the same channel. channel. Yeah, it's like Wi-Fi. Like suppose, if you run yeah. all your Wi-Fi on the same thing, you're gonna get crappy stuff. But like that's why the 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 visual didn't come in full effect. So this whole Ashtar bit, like, there's a whole lot more that goes on with this. I'm not really going to, like, this is going to be a fucking 18-hour episode if I'm really digging into that. We need to, you know what I mean? Multi-part. So I don't think we're going to get too much more into that. Can I talk about um, a couple of other uh, Oh, yeah, aliens? if you have... I, I've got a couple of other Pleiadians okay. here just to, to to jot down a couple. So Elena who is a female Pleiadian astronaut. Uh, Menara, also female astronaut from Pleiadian. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this. P-T-A-A-H. 
a 775-year-old man. He's a Pleiadian. Uh, son of Safath and father of Jukata, Plagia, and Semjaze. Um, he is fluent in Greek, apparently. Mm. Apparently lived there during the 17th century. Um, Semjas, uh, one of his daughters, is a Plagioran from the planet Era. Uh, at the time, she was 330 years old. Still young for her species, allegedly. Um, and uh, I think this is the person that contacted our next guest on Counting Cryptids, Billy Meyer. Okay, yeah, if you want to talk about this motherfucker now. Okay, so straight from this uh, Crystal Links website, Edward Albert Meyer, uh, Billy, born February 3rd, 1973, is a Swiss citizen who is the source of many controversial photographs of alleged unidentified flying objects, which he presents in support of his claim that he is in contact with extraterrestrial beings. He also presented other controversial materials during the 1970s, such as metal samples, sound recordings, and film footage. Meyer reports regular contacts with extraterrestrials he calls Plagerin. Meyer? Is that how I've been saying it? Meyer, Meyer claims yeah. that the Plagerin looks similar in appearance to humans, that the Plagerin home is called Era? Era? And that it is located in a dimension which is a fraction of a second shifted from our own dimension, about 80 light years beyond Pleiades, an open star cluster. The Plagerin were given the name Pleiadians by Meyer up to 1995. A farmer born in the town of... Bulak? 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 Like in Shrek? Bulak, Bulak. Yeah. In the town of Bulak in the Swiss lowlands, Myers claimed his first extraterrestrial contact occurred in 1942 at the age of five with an elderly extraterrestrial human man named Sfath. Contacts with Sfath lasted until 1953. So he was five and 42. 53 is 11 years later until he was 16. From 1953 to 1964, Meyer's contact continued with the extraterrestrial with an extraterrestrial woman named Asket. Asket. <laughs> Meyer says that after an 11-year break, contact resumed again, beginning on January 28, 1975, with an extraterrestrial human woman named Semjaze. 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 Oh, okay, that's fancy. Semjaze, the granddaughter of Sfath. Yes. Uh, so he, when he was traveling, when he was not in contact with them for that whatever period of eleven years, uh, he traveled extensively around the world pursuing spiritual exploration, covering some forty-two countries over twelve years. And in nineteen sixty-five, he lost he lost his left arm in a bus accident in Turkey. What a fucking Jesus Christ! What a fucking life this guy lived. Yeah, no kidding. So then, uh, nineteen seventy-five, his contact resumes. Um, this is like official contact in the sense that it was provided publicly, unlike earlier contacts, uh, communicating both directly face to face and by tel- telepathy with a core group of Pleiadian slash Plagerin, or Irans, as he also refers to them, uh, who gave their names as Ptah, Simjasi, Quetzal, and Plesia, among numerous others. According to Meyer in the video documentary Contact, his first contact with extraterrestrial on January 28, 1975. These Plagerin have allegedly afforded Meyer a more interesting sample of evidence that he derived from most such encounters, including highly detailed photography, videos, multi-toned sound recordings, the temporary use of a weapon which he employed for trial on a nearby tree, and a metal alloy sample. They gave him a weapon to shoot at a tree. 
check this shit out, man. <laughs> uh, he claims the visitors charged him with certain informational and consciousness-raising tasks as he undertook the mission. He met with a great deal of scorn and assassination attempts. Some of these were allegedly initiated by hostile extraterrestrial entities and subsequently defeated largely through the intervention of his Plagiarian friends. Some of the most important evidence for Meyer's claims come from a large collection of controversial photographs. In the These include images of alleged spacecraft in the Swiss countryside, the Alpo Soive 1975 docking and distant astronomical phenomena. Supporters insist the images are exceptionally high quality and that a one-armed man could possibly not, not have po- could not possibly have fabricated them. Uh, some critics have provided examples of similar faked photos and have pointed out that some of his photos are taken from science fiction books, paintings, and television programs. Uh, Meyer claims that these photos were altered by intelligence agencies and slipped into his collection in order to discredit his UFO testimony. Other allegations include focus and light direction problems consistent with cut-and-paste model techniques. Is this his image? Uh, must be. It looks like a cake... It it certainly does look like cake a cake pans like stack some cake pans Seems or like a some wedding tins. cake yeah and it's in a tree <laughs> just stuck in a tree <laughs> there's an alien ship stuck in a tree I have a couple of photos linked yeah, in the description yeah. here and uh, I'll see if They're I can't interesting find those uh, sounds again too so we can maybe throw a link to the in there somewhere these don't necessarily look real this one looks like shit don't know if that's actually his. Anyway, uh, so the metal alloy samples that are said to be given to Meyer by the Plagerans and passed on to uh, Wendell Stevens, who then had them tested by chemist Marcel Vogel. Vogel said that in his view, the samples could not have been made by means of contemporary earthly metallurgy as they were apparently produced via cold fusion. Vogel also stated that the metal vanished from the IBM laboratory not long after his work was completed, which prevented other scientists from performing their own analyses on it. Well, it's very convenient that you have all of these miraculous findings and then it just disappears. But at the same, same time, I suppose if you did episode. find something fucking crazy and you're like, holy shit, this is crazy, and then, it, I don't know, it could go missing, right? No. Why not? If you're like, holy shit, like this is a, something big, like you're going to keep it. Yeah, I'm not saying keeping. that. Maybe like if somebody else stole it, not like, oh, him. like yeah, yeah, somebody's yeah. like, cool. Definitely I want this jacket for from yeah, whatever reason. Hell, people just steal just so that they can have something that you don't or that you want, or if they, a, a cover up sort of thing. Fucking assholes, yeah. Uh, so as recounted in the unabridged version of Message from the Pleiadians, Volume Two, Myers was taken back in time by the extraterrestrial Asket where he met personally with Jemanuel, alleged to be the real Jesus, and who told Meyer that his evolution was higher than that of himself, saying, Truly your evolution has proceeded for 2,000 years further, which is a fact I have not considered. The contact with Jemanuel lasted for four days, after which Meyer was returned to the present time. At one time, Meyer suggested November 2006 as the most likely start of World War III, then revised the date to November of 2008, a period that has now passed. In any case, Meyer states that in an approaching year, four world leaders will die within seven days of one another, giving a clear sign that within a mere two years of these events, 
the long-feared world war will indeed erupt. When is that going to blow up? Uh, you know, 2006, uh, 2008, 2010, 2011, uh, and then it will be two years after four world leaders die within seven days of one another is what we have now. Maybe in the other universe, but I guess I don't know. 2012, these are all before 2012. Our minds were erased in 2012 and we were giving... Oh, my God. Yeah, false information. Uh, we'll have some of this guy's photos in the description. Um, I will see if I can find that um, some of the audio recordings that he was allegedly given or the videos as well. I'll have some links to some of his stuff in the description. Looking at the photographs, it's too good. Uh, I think he, he calls them bean ships, by the way. Bean ships. Yeah, bean ships. What a crappy name. There's like different versions based on like how many, you know what I mean? Just like different variations. Uh, I'll, I'll post this little diagram that he's got on here too. Are you looking at that? On that crystallinks.com slash Billy underscore Meyer. Oh, those are just different kinds of cake saucers? Yeah. Pretty standard, I There's suppose. There's a, like, a, a decent amount of description on them though. It's like seven meters in diameter, three person crew, reddish bottom emits humming sound. Next one, Pleiadian Type 2, 7-meter diameter, 3-person crew, white top dome, reddish-orange ports. Could easily make all of that up. Uh, you're not wrong. Hmm. I'm just saying there's a, an interesting amount of detail. And there's a lot on this fucking guy, too. Billy. But when my, my biggest problem is when you're, like, going to start with, like, prophecies and shit like that. Like, definitely, world's going to end. Yeah. I am Jesus. Listen uh, to me. Uh, uh, November 2008. Uh, November 2010, because it didn't end. Uh, November 2011. Uh, uh, starting uh, to sweat here. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those <laughs> things. Like it's just I don't know. Tap out. Tap that, out. Yeah, kind of. That kind of you know paints a bad picture. Yeah, you, you got to nail some of those on the head for anybody to believe you. Yeah, if you're putting a date on it, great. man, you're. This looks like it was turned into Birdman from Rick and Morty. This is different. Who is this? This is from uh, the one I'm going to talk about next. That's not Billy Meyer? No, that's Herbert Shermer. Oh, my bad. Getting ahead of myself here. Herbert? So before Herbert. yeah, before I get into that one, moving on from, from uh, Billy, I am going to include this bit about tall whites. I don't know if we're going to be able to do our in, an entire episode on tall whites, but that kind of falls in with Nordics a lot of times as well as uh, another alien race. I don't really know the difference. I'm not sure if they're the same, but there are some similarities and differences. Again, they look just like people, just tall, white people. Supposedly, elders can reach uh, 10 feet in height, but most just blend in. Said to love Earth culture, and apparently Las Vegas is their shit. These are the aliens at Area 51, dude. Yeah, right. Just fucking. But again, like it's just they just look like people, and most of they're just like everywhere, just like walking around, like wherever you go, they're just there. Yeah, I don't. If aliens look this human, then I don't know how you'd be able to tell if they came here or not. If they, yeah, just like really good-looking people. But then at that point too, it's just like, do they know that they're aliens, or have they just assimilated and now they're just like Stockholm syndrome? Like I'm a real boy. I'm a real Pleiadian. Um, but they like have cartilage bones and they'd have shit sweat i don't know i mean shit i don't know what's lube. it couldn't you just like if you know when you're gonna have to shit sweat just like don't go out <laughs> go to the bathroom to shit sweat come on <laughs> not gross. in the living room uh so i get i'm just gonna move on now we're done talking about shit sweat 
so this is the Herbert Shermer uh, abduction story. This one comes up everywhere when you are looking up reptilians specifically, but nowhere has any description of the entities. I found one fucking place where it does. I think everywhere is getting this confused and just lumps it in with uh, reptilians because the uh, beings wore uniforms with an emblem of a winged serpent on the left side. Hmm. I did yes. finally find a description, then they're definitely not reptilian. They're, the description is of of tall whites or... Did you say Pleiadians. reptilian? Yeah, why? Just checking. On December 3rd, 1963, in Ashland, Nebraska, Herbert Shermer, 22-year-old patrolman, was making his nightly rounds. It started off like any other night, cold, quiet, around 2.20 a.m., until around 2.20 a.m. when he noticed a red flashing light in the distance. As Shermer grew nearer, he could make out what that the lights were coming from round portholes on a large oval-shaped object which was hovering about eight feet off of the ground. The object appeared to be made out of aluminum and what he assumed was some sort of land and had some what he assumed was some sort of landing gear. As Shermer reaches for his radio, the object's rockets ignite and it launches into the sky over his patrol car and out of sight. Shermer then, instead of calling in the sighting, returned to the station to report what he had seen. He was shook when he arrived at the station, uh, with, which was mere minutes away, and found the time was 3 a.m. Sure, like, he... Missing time, yeah. Yes. It's 40 minutes there, and he was like, uh, only like 5 to 10 minutes should have passed. Yeah. In Shermer's report, he states that he believes that he saw a flying saucer. He also noted that there was a red welt on his neck. He then developed a severe headache and began feeling ill. After several months passed, Shermer was contacted to come retell his encounter by the Condon Commission, which was the informal name of the University of Colorado UFO Project, funded by the United States Air Force from 1966 to 1968, who was investigating and primarily discrediting UFO reports at the time. On February 13th, 1968, after several rounds of questioning, Shermer was asked to undergo hypnosis. And this next bit is straight off of ufocasebook.com. Quote, under hypnosis, Shermer recalled that after he stopped his car near the object, the engine died and the radio went silent. A white object emerged from the craft and seemed to communicate mentally with him, preventing him from drawing his gun as he wanted to do. So if you remember back uh, last episode in the Greys when we talked about Betty and Barney Hill abduction story, Barney had a similar mental block. Yes. Interesting. Uh, after the hypnotic session ended, Shermer was able to recall even more details about the encounter. The beings were friendly. They drew energy from electrical power lines, and they had a base on Venus. The Condon Committee concluded that evaluation of psychological assessment tests, the lack of any evidence, and interview with the patrolman left project staff with no confidence that the troopers reported UFO experience was really was physically real. Psychologist Dr. Sprinkle? Ooh. <laughs> Dr. Sprinkle, however, felt that Shermer believed in the reality of the events he described. Returning to Ashland, Shermer was appointed Ashland's police chief when Chief Lawson resigned. However, he resigned after two months, unable to concentrate on the job due to his UFO experience. According to Shermer, he was ridiculed by some of the townspeople. His car was dynamited, and his what? wife left him. Car was dynamited? F- dynamited. Further regression hypnosis sessions were conducted on June 8th, 1968, by hypnotist Loring G. Williams, and the results of those sessions were re- 
reported in two books, Gods, Demons, and Space Chariots and Gods and Devils from Outer Space by Eric Norman, which I did some research and is a pen name for an individual named Warren Smith of Clinton, Iowa, who is a self-admitted hoaxer. Uh, one fact that was brought up was that the aliens wore the uniform with the winged serpent on the left breast, as I mentioned in the beginning. Uh, apparently, it is similar to other emblems found in mythology around the world. Can we get some winged serpent chest piece logos? Yeah, dog, I got you. Sick. Just tell me what you want it to look like, and I got it. Like a winged serpent. Be on T Public in a month. Uh, I also ambitious saw that the day after the sighting, the current police chief, uh, Bill Watskin. Uh, had searched the site, and the only thing he found out of place was a small metallic piece that appeared to be aluminum. Uh, the site was also allegedly tested for radioactivity, mm. but none was found. I will also be linking to a very good article about this, because this is the only fucking one that had a single description of them, and I don't even think I included it in here. Kevin Randall, blogspot.com. I didn't even include what they looked like. What do they look like? Let me let me tell you what they look like. He said that the skin was gray white, that the heads were thin and longer than a human head, the mouth was a slit, and the eyes had an Asian slant but did not blink. Almost gray e. It's gray white skin, but they're talking about it just like being uh the creatures were five feet tall, wore fitting uniforms with boots and gloves. The suits came up to their heads, much like the hood of a on a skin diver's outfit. Mm-hmm. The left side was a small headphone with a small antenna sticking up. And apparently he like had a conversation with the leader who told him a bunch of stuff. Like there's uh, a base off the coast of Florida and a uh, base in the polar region and somewhere else in Argentina. This is all stuff he recounted through hypnosis? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like his pictures. The more I see it. It, the more it grows on me. We'll have a it link to like his it, photo it, in here it as well. Like crappily scanned into something. So, but. I like this this story, but my my issue prime like really comes into place with this uh, Warren Smith individual when you're like a self admitted like yeah, hoaxer. prankster, hoaxer, gotcha guy, like, and you write two books that are like the exact same fucking name and like the mm-hmm. same book. He he did a bunch of other like UFO stuff, and again, like no, I have no problem with people publishing stuff, but gotta put it if out it's there that for it's like not... satire, yeah. if you're, you know what I mean, like. I, but it won't. It doesn't sell as well if you do it that way. So if you like Bruh. fucking do it, you know, it's, it's just the way it goes. So It'd be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes, Connor. That's it. I think so as well. Um, so I guess on to the Instagram poll. But before we go to the Instagram poll, I want to ask you the same questions. Yeah, we need to know what we So think. we haven't had that UFO on the White House lawn thing happen. No, so it's still technically like an argument of if aliens, extraterrestrials ex- exist. So say that happens, a UFO lands on the White House lawn. What do you expect to walk out? Do you think it looks like a human or do you think it doesn't? Will Smith. Will Smith walks out, kicks the fucking Ooh, landing thing, come out. Bah! Got him already. Yeah, so Will Smith. But no, I don't. Like Genie Will Smith? Like Blue Will Smith? Mm, that would be interesting. <laughs> I'd probably shit myself. No, really, though. Do you um, think, yes, you think it looks like a human? No. I know that there's a lot in the scientific community that 
think that for life to develop into an intellectual being per se there needs to be you know x this x y and z you know oxygen water like that's not for you know, life goldilocks zone the way that we know it right but i feel like that's that's the way that they expect aliens to come oh. which is why you get grays you get pleiadians i want to say their cellular um respiration was actually like inverted so like they was like when they breathed it like their cells like absorbed like nitrogen or something and they mm. emitted something else when like they exhaled or something so a it plant. was like a it wasn't it wasn't quite that way but it was um uh like different gases interesting to yeah add I, that I, to I, there there is I, I don't know how any of this stuff works i'm just i'm taking a stab at it from a normal human's perspective but like to me life seems to evolve anywhere it could look like anything they could be more reptilian they could be more well, i mean rock it could be a blob yeah right. exactly uh, there's nothing in my mind that like restricts it to looking similar to humans or being even carbon based carbon based that's the word yeah what do you think for me, because of the diversity and appearance of life on Earth is so vast, I find it harder to believe that they would look human. Like from again, like we were just talking about, from an evolutionary standpoint, we know that the humanoid model works well with what we are given. But I think maybe part of that too is like my my vision, my idea of aliens has been distorted by like aliens, like the movie, right, right, and, right. You know, like Marvin the Martian and just just Brain. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like they don't. I mean, some of them look humanoid-esque, but, like, it, the movie Aliens, they're bipedal. That's about the only thing they fucking share. You know what I mean? God, but then we, like, start talking about, like, Star Wars and Star Trek, and then there's just, like, such a vast array yeah. of different aliens, and some of them are, like, very human-like, and it's just like, huh, this one looks like a human with a stupid mask on or something dumb on his forehead, which, like, or just, like, pointy ears. And, okay, that's really the only difference, but... I don't know. What about okay? What about the idea that they are time travelers or from another dimension or, uh, like an an earlier advanced species, a civilization on Earth who part of it left for one reason or another and existed on another planet for hundreds of thousands of years, or like some people think, uh, Martians like originated on Mars. And you know, and then we travel to Earth or traveled here. out into space. I, just... God damn it! I didn't want to talk about this. I don't. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to briefly mention the idea of star seeding because <laughs> that's huge in this. Is like, oh yeah, because I know we kind of like all like talked about it without actually saying those words, but that's like a huge thing. That's like super woo woo, new agey, like fucking shoving crystals up your ass kind of thing. It's <sighs> good for your. I guess, I guess it's all right because like they're being the the idea of what they are doing is like ultimately of like peace I think yeah. but it's still it's just like a lot of it seems to be like hang on let me pull this one up so off of askingangels.com Pleiadian starseed traits this is similar to what we talked about like in the beginning with the um the Lyrans yeah, it's sort of that same idea. Um, hang on, let me... Okay, okay, so from this one. Uh, there are many millions of Pleiadian souls incarnate on the Earth and have been since Lem- Lemuria. 
These souls are here to remind us of our divinity and our connection to the source consciousness. They come as healers and inspire us to nurture our spirit and the planet. These souls are sensitive and usually extremely intuitive. They also light up the room when they walk in and tend to heal without even knowing. They communicate well with others and are good empathetic listeners. Most leave their presence with a new sense of joy and gratitude. These human star souls often have physical beauty and most incarnate as females and exude feminine strength. They can be overpowering for some human male earth souls as they radiate such deep feminine mystique. They're often water signs that flow with emotion and passion and connection to the blood of Gaia. Pleiadian souls connect easily to nature. Animals love them and become calm in their presence. A lot of it is just like, you, and like there's, I can't find it now, but this specifically like, how do you know? You know what I mean? And it's is the there thing, a like, PleiadiansMeetup.com? I'm like, sure there website? fucking is, but then it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh yeah, like usually they have like, this sense of like not quite understanding that why some people are the way that they are and like not really wanting to do most of the things and just like really, really vague and basic things that like a lot of people are like just struggle with in their fucking daily lives and shit anyway. I'm like, yeah, this kind of just seems like you're like preying on people who have no self-esteem. It gets a little rough for me. On the subject of um, like like terraforming planets and stuff, like going from one to another, like we were just talking about that Mars mm-hmm. thing. Have you ever watched the show The 100? I don't think so. It is on Netflix. Hundred people go to Mars. No, no, no. no. So, um, the world ended in a like atomic. There was a bomb that got. There was a bomb that got dropped on the Earth. Uh, Enough people. I'm not sure. I don't remember now if they fled because of that. Like they knew it was coming, or they were already up there. But there was like, um, there's like the space station. In -hmm. space. And like they have to be really really strict. Because, you know, you have to be. They're fucking in space, so you don't yeah. fuck around. Like, people get, like, they call it floated. They'll just, like, fucking kick them off the fucking spaceship. So, like, plank, yeah, literally. Literally. God but it's, damn. like, it's for, like, nothing half the time. And it's pretty fucking bad. So they have, like, all these ones that are prisoners. And then there's a problem on the ship. This is only, like, the first fucking episode I'm ruining for you. So if you want to watch it, watch I would it recommend. Now. So, uh, like, the ship is. Like, they're they're running out of oxygen. They're supposed to be up there for 200 years. They've been up there for 97. They don't have enough air. It's that not going to work out. So they're, they decide that these 100 uh, current prisoners, they're just going to throw in a ship and send to Earth. Like, Good luck. Send them down there, see if they can survive. They have, like, tracking bracelets on them to monitor vitals and stuff. Okay. So they're just like, we're just going to send them down there, see if that'll work, and then yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll send more people down. We'll start sending people down. If they can survive down there, we can get everybody off, and then and then we live. We're back on Earth. But it's uh, so then they send the the hundred down, and then it's it's just from there what what goes on. What so it uh, we've been watching the shit out of it. I mean, I think a couple of weeks now, and we're already on like halfway through season four. Oh, lit! How many seasons are there? A lot, five or six. But okay. there's a new one coming out soon. I believe she was just at Comic Con or not Comic Con. She was at some convention recently promoting the new season. Dope. Okay, put a link to that. Yeah, it's uh, it is on Netflix. Would recommend. I will watch it. Um, so that Instagram poll. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need Instagram poll music. No, I don't. Okay. Alrighty. Um, before I read off what was voted for, Sean commented, "Have you looked at modern musicians and rappers? Aliens for sure." <laughs> 
So I think we know what he's Lil Yachty, Lil Nas X. Yeah, what the names even sound alien. But eight people voted for yes. Three people voted for no. I I could they look human? I think they could so look human. Maybe I, I, I worded it wrong. Again, so if we're because you have to be like, okay, if they do exist, there's more than one, right? And so then, like, you know, we talk about, like, infinite universe sort of shit and other dimensions. Like, I'm sure then others would exist that are humanoid or do appear human. Like, the likelihood of that would then... I just want this... <sighs> I want damn. space to be teeming with life. I, I feel like it is. You know what I mean? Even uh, Teeming maybe is not the word. Like, every planet has its own... I don't think everyone People. does. I think it's few and far between, but I right. think that there is enough of them. There's likely enough of them out there that it's like, holy shit. But it it seems, uh, I guess it, again, since they were seated by the Lamari, what was it? The Lyrans? The, the, was it Lyrans? This one says Lyrans. They were they were seated by the same thing, so like I guess they kind of came from the same place, so it kind of makes sense that they look similar. That one explains that away pretty easily, so I guess I can't argue with that. But it does seem like what are the odds that like the next habitable planet, the people look exactly like us, right? But they're like two feet taller and they poop sweat. <laughs> Sorry, they sweat poop. Got that shit sweat. It's highly unlikely swamp like, ass a whole new meaning uh <laughs> my body swoop my i got just got a body what a swamp suit a swamp suit no because it your your clothes turn it into lube remember right but you have to have like a sealed thing or you're just oozing lube just puddles everywhere you go yeah that way if anybody chases you they slip and fall Ooh, oil slick nice oil slick <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's... All right, so most people said yes on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's thinking yes. I don't disagree with the idea that it could be that way. That's fine. Like, I feel like I, I worded it incorrectly. I feel like the way that it was worded it made it point like, yeah, yeah there could yeah, they be. Could, sure. But I think we were trying more for a like, it's is whatever. that the majority? It's, I mean, like... it's a topical poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What more can you ask? I agree. With the others, the other eight, uh, one v ones. Let's not get this cut out this time. Okay, yeah. So last episode was great, and we've got Pleiar- Nordics, Pleiadians, Plejorans, 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 the Plejays. Who wins? They're very similar. And they uh, seem so, to almost cross. Uh, at yeah. So also, I want to say they're the Pleiadians are a relatively young, like race, as far um, as like how long the planet has they seem been around. Wise. They seem wise, like they have transcended the. Oh, this is tough because they have transcended this violence. Mm-hmm. So they lose. <laughs> well, do Peace. they, or are they just like? other dimensionally like they can do that kind of shit where they're just like can't be harmed sort of thing i don't know i feel like the grays could have some sort of interdimensional ray gun and just fucking send it i'm going grays the the grays do seem superior but i don't know because they're almost very similar because i feel like 
the greys also had like this fourth or fifth dimension of beingness like, dimension yeah dimensionality dimensionality i don't there's some word there that i cannot fucking find dimensionality uh, is that it encyclopedia that right i'm not an encyclopedia encyclopedia <laughs> What, what, uh, what, what do you think? I think uh, I'm gonna go with Pleiadians. Fuck it. All right. Gotta we disagree. need uh, we need a tiebreaker. Then uh, head over to social media. Let us know what you think. Facebook.com/slash Count Encrypteds. Instagram.com/slash Count Encrypteds. Twitter.com/slash Count Cryptid. Or find everything you ever need to know about County Cryptids at CountyCryptids.com. Yeah, literally. Uh, Twitch.tv/slash Count County Cryptids. Uh, <laughs> to do all the things. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things out there. Discord, you know, you go follow. Uh, so we had asked this same uh poll question last week of the Greys and uh the Area 51 episode from before that. I don't remember how did you post the poll Bob on that. Lazar. Was it Bob Lazar again? Okay. So who did everybody think would win between the Greys and Bob Lazar? I'll tell you right after this intermission. All right, it's officially time for the 1v1 poll results portion of the show. On Facebook, 59% voted for Bob Lazar, leaving 41% voting for the Greys. On Twitter, a little further of a stretch there between the two, but Bob comes out on top with 71% of the votes. On Instagram, they disagreed, but they were close. Wow. Who would have thought? Thanks for voting. Forty-four <laughs> uh, <laughs> percent voted for Bob, leaving fifty-six percent for the Grays, and that is a total of sixty-eight percent voting for Bob across the board, and thirty-two percent voting for the Grays. So, uh, I was really pulling for Bob on this one because it's Bob versus some aliens. It doesn't seem like a very fair fight, to be honest with you. But I think, given some resources, Bob could maybe come out on top. He knows he knows his alien stuff. So, you all voted for Bob, and uh, I, I agree. But that is it for today's show. Um, I hope you enjoyed the sound clips I stole from Jacob during recording to insert here at the end for poll results, um, so that it could sound like I'm not all alone. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Uh, We'll catch you back in two weeks or so. You know we do it every other Thursday from this Thursday, whenever this episode comes out. See you then. Peace. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. If you want to get your two cents in, answer this week's polls on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, as well as Discord. Links for all the social media, as well as everything else we talked about on the show, are available at gobblesquatch.com. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions, or you just want to chat, you can email us at kenencryptids at hotmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and tell your friends. I've been Connor. I've been Jacob. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks for another fascinating installment of Counting Cryptids. Cryptids.